Please support The Bar by like, subscribe, and sharing my casts. Follow my social media at Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Parlor, BitChute, YouTube, DLive, Twitch, CloutHub, and Rumble. Or join my Subscribestar. Make a donation by clicking on the links on the description box. I am a listener-supported show, so any of the above is greatly appreciated. Help me grow and spread the truth since the mainstream media obviously does not want to support truth. All links are listed on the description box. God bless you and enjoy. Welcome to the Speak Uneasy, a safe space where cancel culture does not exist because we are in a different prohibition era. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Uneasy with your host, the bartender. Now, for tonight's random read, it comes out of the book of Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, grace and peace. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, through the will of God, and through sustenance our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you, and peace, from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, that comes from the book of Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, Grace and Peace. Now, the message that I've gotten from this read, I have to be quite honest about this. Um, the reason why I started podcasting was because I went through a tough time last year and I got into an incident which led me to pray very, very, um, very heavily. I was praying very heavily and I was searching for answers and I was searching for help from God. And as I was praying and asking for direction and asking for help, I was told by God to spread the word. I did not know what he meant by that. Um, I am not the type of person who would stand on the street corners and start preaching to people. Um, I don't tell people how to run their lives as far as religion. So I decided to start doing a podcast because it gave people a choice whether or not they wanted to hear. And one thing that I really like about doing the podcast is that the Lord gave all of us free will. So I am giving my listeners free will as well. Well, not exactly me, but God is because God is using me to spread his word. That's why I've started doing a podcast is because this was assigned to me. It was nothing that I wanted to do. I was never the type to be or have my own podcast. I've listened to so many people and I am I even you know I enjoy listening to people. But God told me to spread the word. 
And I would be a fool to say no to God. This is the team I want to be in. Team God. And I'm hoping that this assignment that he has given me will bring more people to him more than it will bring them to me. I am only a vessel of what God I am only a vessel of what God wants me to do. So I am honored. I am honored that God has chosen me to spread his word. I am not the most articulate person. I don't even think I'm the most convincing person. But I will share as much as I can because I myself am still learning about God. I am learning about scripture. I'm still learning. And I'm hoping that my listeners and more listeners will come with me on this journey. Because so far since I started this back in September, this has been such a beautiful journey. And like I've mentioned on my last cast that I've met so many great people. And I hope that I continue to meet more great people as I continue on this journey. I am so grateful. I really am. This has been one of the best experiences of my life. And I'm glad that I'm gl- I am so grateful to meeting so many great people. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. So that's the message that I am spreading for today. And that that's the message I think that God has given me to translate what the scripture read was about. So now for the cocktail tonight um we're going to revisit this one i made this maybe like a month ago uh we're going to go ahead and revisit the lemon drop i am craving the lemon drop which is why we're revisiting this so tonight for the whiskey we're going to be using a Japanese whiskey called Nika Days by Nika. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start off by putting some simple syrup. We're going to put half an ounce of simple syrup into the shaker. Next, we're going to put about an ounce. Uh, we'll go. We'll go th- uh, three quarter of an ounce. Three quarters of an ounce today, because I don't want to put too much of this yuzu drink. So we'll go through about three quarters of an ounce of the yuzu drink that I'm using here. And we're going to go ahead and put about two and a half ounces of Japanese whiskey. That's one. Two and a half. All right. We're going to go ahead and put some ice into the shaker.
Now, for my, well, besides the part of drinking the drink, this is my favorite part of making the drink is shaking it. Here we go. All right, now time for the pour. Here we go. Now time for the taste. Mm. Man. What an awesome drink. I've been craving this the whole week. Not in not in the alcoholic sense. It's 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 just that with the whiskey it's 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 i would say it's like a spin off the whiskey sour okay um it's kind of like a candy candy taste and i know i've described this before and i'm not an alcoholic or anything like that it's just that when i say i've been craving this is because i wanted something sour and a bit sweet with with my drink tonight I hope you understand that. So, here's to re the revisit of the lemon or of the lemon, uh, not lemon drop, but the yuzu drop. Kampai. Now a little history on Nikades, which is the whiskey that I'm using tonight for my um, yuzu drop. And this comes off Nika.com. Nikades has been developed for whiskey lovers who appreciate fine drinks on any casual day based on the concept whiskey for every day. Its round bottle and bright colored label visualize the taste profile of the whiskey inside an enhanced and vibrant mood. The whiskey can be enjoyed neat on the rocks in a simple highball or refreshing cocktail. Nika Days will complement and elevate your day. A delicate balance is achieved by the skillful blending of mellow grain whiskies and slightly peated malts. With impressive floral aromas, this expression offers an extremely silky mouthfeel and fruity flavors that rise and expand, leaving behind a delightful aftertaste. Okay, and yeah, that pretty much came from the uh, the website out of uh, Nika.com for uh, Nika Days. So, as I said earlier, I've been craving this twist of a uh, whiskey sour. Uh. The yuzu juice that I'm using with this, it's it, you can only find in an Asian, like specifically a Japanese grocery store. It's uh, it's called yuzu demon, and I cannot read kanji, <laughs> but that's all it says. Uh, and I'm I used about three quarters of this juice. This is good. The juice itself is good, but you know I wanted a drink tonight to share with you guys because, of course, this is the speak uneasy, right? What's a speak? What's a speak uneasy without a drink? I mean, the bar is open. We're here to talk, and. Uh, enjoy drinks so here's to my creation of the yuzu demon drop 
And on to the show. So t- the first article we're going to go ahead and review, I have a couple, uh, comes from B- Breitbart News. And this one is written by Penny Starr uh, of February 26th of this year. Headline reads, California dedicating $28 million for tens of thousands of asylum seekers Biden is letting in. California is joining the Joe Biden Biden (laughs) administration in welcoming immigrants inside the country based on asylum claims. The state plans to dedicate up to $28 million to provide quarantine hotel rooms, medical care, and other services. The California Department of Finance issued a memo on Thursday announcing the aid for foreigners, even as the state's citizens and their jobs and businesses are suffering because of coronavirus restrictions. The department said it would make the money available to immigrants entering through the San Isidro port of entry near San Diego, California, where they will quarantine for 7 to 10 days. The San Francisco Chronicle reported on the development. Tens of thousands of largely Central American asylum seekers are stuck in Mexico under a 2019 policy adopted by former President Donald Donald Trump that forced them wait forced them wait out. I think they meant to put forced them to wait outside the U.S. for the duration of their immigration proceedings. President Biden rev- reversed the President Biden reversed that order this month, allowing immigrants with credible asylum claims to enter the country while their cases are considered, as has historically been the approach. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security has started to let 25 people through the San Isidro port of entry each day, according to the State Department of Finance memo. With a goal of eventually processing up to 300 people per 300 people per day. <sighs> the Chronicle reported H.D. Palmer, a spokesperson for the finance department, said California was <clears throat> stepping in to help the Biden administration implement its far more humane immigration policy because of the additional challenges of the pandemic. Palmer said he hopes that the federal government will reimburse the state. <laughs> yeah, right. We now have a situation that has not existed in recent years where the state government and the federal government are rowing in the same direction, Palmer said. We are doing what we can on what we can on the front end to make sure that this is done seamlessly. Once again, this article was from Breitbart News, written on February twenty sixth by Penny Starr. And my thoughts on this. Okay. There is many things wrong with this. Many things. Not not the article that was written, but the story that the that this article is about. Okay? I have problems with this. I have very big problems with this. It goes back to the basics, right? Like how can you take care of people if you can't even take care of yourself? So, I this is frustrating. And this, I mean, this is the type of stuff that Democrats have been doing for years and years and years, right? And in my opinion... This is just another means of funneling money uh, from the feds to come to the state of California. There's a lot of, uh, and this is just my opinion, right? This is just strictly my opinion because I'm just, I'm just giving my opinion about this story. I, I don't have hard facts in my hands. This is just how I feel. 
the state of California has been trying to funnel, they've been trying to launder money, they've been trying to extort money from the feds for a long time. Uh, every time they have a fire, a so-called fire, right? They want to call a state of emergency so they can get funds from the feds. On top of that, they try to they they got money for the the supposed railroad uh, project, which was all BS. And that costed that costed billions, as far as my uh, concern. I mean, as far as I know, that that railroad road project was it costed billions, and they got the money from the feds. And I remember vaguely that Trump, um, he understood that that was all a sham. And he told Newsom to pay the money back. And Newsom couldn't even pay the money back. I mean, this is, I'm just going, I'm just digging in my brain for that, for that particular uh, story that I think I remember. And now they want more money to the state of California, I'm talking about. They want to give more money to these illegal uh, immigrants coming in. Yet, we have many Americans here who have just lost jobs, especially um, shutting down these uh, pipelines, right? Stopping the mining. We lost more jobs because of uh, of Biden. Not to mention the fact that a lot of small businesses have already gone out of business. But yet, we have to take care of other people first. When when does this end? When does this craziness end? I'll tell you when it ends. It'll end as soon as all these people are completely gone out of office. This whole system needs to be reset. And the only way it's going to be reset is to get rid of these people. Their reputations need to be destroyed because they have they have they have destroyed this country for years and years and years. And they cannot afford to be, I mean, we can't afford to be putting these people back into office. And they're blatantly just doing whatever they feel like doing now. So we have to ruin their reputations with all the actions that they have done for us to lead up to all this problems here in this in this country in this government you know what they remind me of they remind me of termites because termites destroy buildings from within right that's exactly what they are destroying this country this government from within that's what they are they're a bunch of termites. Where is the sense of all, all this helping other people from, uh, from foreign countries first before us? How, how, is, how can anybody support that? How can any American support that? Especially an American who's been through uh, so much financial losses here in this country because of this so-called pandemic, right? It it angers me. It does. Because I hate to see people out there who are struggling who have lost many, you know, they've lost their job, they've probably lost their house. But yet we, this, these people who have been elected in have the tenacity to give all the money that we pay to them to other people, as opposed to helping us first so we can rebuild. 
why is other countries any of uh, why is it any of our concern when we need to rebuild here first I mean I I don't have a college degree I have something what's called common sense yet you have these people who are elected in office who have probably master's degrees and who are probably lawyers or whatever and they're elected into office pulling scams left and right people who have elected these people in are just as they're it's they're as responsible as these people who are destroying this country because they are the enablers they are letting these people in to i'm talking about people who have elected these officials who pass bills like this they're part of the problem i i, I don't know what it is i don't know if they're die hard whatever party they're in You know, sometimes I have conversations with with friends, right? About maybe there should be some kind of requirements to vote besides being a U.S. citizen. Like there has to be a a degree of of education, right? But when I when but then when we start talking about education, that gets lost too because the education system has been it's, it's been corrupted as well. And the reason why I know that is because I've noticed a lot of young kids. They really want communism. I mean, if these people, if these people want communism so bad, why don't you just leave this country and go to a communist country, right? If communism is so bad, then why are, why are so many people from communist countries trying to come in here? Why? See, you see how that works? People are willing to to risk their lives to come to this country, escaping communism. That's another topic, though, because right now we're talking about how the hell can we help us first before helping other countries, other people from other countries? How? How can we do that? But like I said, this has been going on for years and years and years, and this has got to stop. Because we're the ones who pay the taxes here. So we expect we we expect a certain amount of uh, a certain kind of service for us paying. It's just like when you go to a uh, when you go somewhere for service, right? A restaurant. Let's say a restaurant. For example, let's let's even like bump it up and say like a high quality restaurant. You don't just go for the food. You go for the service as well. You expect to be treated like a king if you're going to be paying lots of money. Right? You expect a certain type of treatment when you pay money. Ever heard of the saying, you get what you pay for? We're paying high-end money taxes to these people elected in office. But yet, these people are treating us like ish. And now that, that, that veers off to another topic of discussion about, so if we're not getting a certain type of service, then why the hell should we even pay? But that's veering off to something else. Right? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what else uh, what else to say about touching this topic that hasn't been said before. Because it's just a circular discussion. It's not going to get anywhere until these people are out. And on top of that, they need to pay for all they need to pay for 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 all these things that they're doing purposely destroying purposely destroying this country purposely they hate this country 
That's how you destroy a country, right? You get people from foreign lands that don't have any ties to this country. No allegiance. You give them money, so then they you give them all these benefits, and they come in here in flocks. And don't even want to assimilate to, to the American values. Because if they really wanted to assimilate to American values, they'd do it the right way. Right? They'd go through the process. This ain't no process. I'm sorry, that's a double negative. This is not a process, what they're doing. They're just coming in, sneaking in. And the only pro you're supposed to go through a process too once you get caught. But do these people really show up for court? I know firsthand. Trust me, I know. I've dealt with this kind of stuff before. But what do you know? I'm just your average guy. <laughs> That's where my tax dollars are going. Helping other countries. Helping people from other countries. When we should be spending that money here. In this country. Rebuilding what has been destroyed. But you know what? Things were being rebuilt already. But this so-called 46th president. So-called. He's reversing everything. He's reversing what has been rebuilt because they hate this country so much. They treat America like a prostitute, like a whore. They let every country take advantage of this country. I wonder what our founding fathers would say if they were still alive today. I wonder. I know it wouldn't be pleasant words after all the hard work they they've gone through uh trying to establish a a functional government here not to mention all the soldiers who have died for freedom here from the beginning during the revolutionary war what would they say well You know, even if even if Newsom was to get recalled, I really don't know. California's politics is just so gone, so gone. <laughs> you know, um, that state has so much potential, but in my opinion, there's just so much evil in that in that state. So much Hollywood. Oh my goodness. You want to talk about a cesspool of of demonic uh, proportions. <sighs> the entertainment business there is just... Ugh. <laughs> and then you add on the, po- the, the, the politics there? <sighs> oh... I used to live there. It has so much potential. It's such a beautiful place, but people just don't care about it. And I'm talking about the people who run that state. They don't give a damn about California at all. There are too many self... There are The majority of politicians there are so self-serving. They don't care. And it trickles down, too, to the government employees. It trickles down. It becomes a machine. It really does. You know? It's competitive to the point of cut, like, it's cutthroat. Like, people are willing to step on other people in order for them to get ahead. And that's, and that's the way it is in, uh, in California. You know, I've never, I wouldn't say I've been everywhere in California, but as far as 
I think I think that when people when people see their leaders not caring about their employ like their like say you're you're in a you in a in a government you're working in a, a government entity, right? When these leaders don't don't display great leadership and become personable with their subordinates in a way where they they actually care and are genuine that trickles down to the employees too and the employees learn the same thing and just become a whole machine they do there are very few people who can't tolerate that who work in government and those are the people who start not caring And there's a good, there's, there's, a, I wouldn't say there's a good majority of them, but there are people in there who, who come into certain uh, types of work for the government with the good intentions that they, that they have. They go through training, and are taught that uh, you know, all, all this thing about team and, and integrity and all this stuff but the longer the longer you stay in something like that the more you see that people don't give a damn about anything but themselves they don't they don't care and it's unfortunate so i don't know me i'm i'm ranting about I'm just going off the topic. I don't know. So that's my take on this. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry about veering off to something different, but it's a circular discussion with this, with this giving money to, to people from other countries. It's a circular discussion because nothing will get done until these, these people who are in power, so-called are voted out and never come back. So right now we're going to go ahead and take a break and we come back. I'll read the other article and we'll get into that. So I will see you after the break. Welcome back from the break. So the next article I have here is from the gateway pundit. And this was written by Jim Hoft. And this was published on the 26th of last month of this year. And title reads, God's will is no concern of this Congress. Top Democrat Nadler derides God. On Thursday, Representative Greg Stubbe, Republican from Florida, spoke on the House floor about God's will and a nation in rebellion against God. Greg Stubbe repeated himself, I'm going to repeat that line again. Whenever a nation's law is, whenever a nation's law no longer reflects the standards of God, that nation is in rebellion against him and will inevitably bear the consequences. And I think we are seeing the consequences of rejecting God in our country today. And this bill speaks directly against what is laid, upon, laid out in Scripture. That's when Democrat leader Jerry Nadler jumped in. Mr. Stubbe, when any religious traditions ascribes as God's will has no concern of this Congress. Really, Mr. Nadler. <laughs> During the debate yesterday over the Equality Act... <laughs> a measure that would create a right to kill babies in abortions and force Americans to fund abortions. Are you kidding me? Republicans accuse Democrats of ignoring biblical values, which is very true. Some Republicans do the same thing too. And a surprising comment from pro-abortion Democrat Congressman Jerry Nadler confirmed that to be true. What a piece of work. Part of that part of the debate over the pro-abortion measure revolved around sex and gender issue. 
gosh, I hate when I have to like discuss something about this. Sex and gender issue issues and rep- Representative Greg Stubbe, Republican from Florida, upset Democrats when he confirmed God makes boys and girls unique. When men or women claim to be able to choose their own sexual identity, they are making a statement that God did not know what he was doing when he created them, the congressman said. And I agree with that statement. The gender confusion that exists in our culture today is a clear reflection of God's good design. Whenever a nation's law no longer reflects the standards of God, that nation is in rebellion against him and will inevitably bear the consequences, the congressman said. We are seeing the consequences of rejecting God here in our country today. That promoted a rather shocking comment from Nadler. What any religious tradition describes as God's will is no concern of this Congress, he admitted. Once again, this was written by the Gateway Pundit, by Jim Hoft, which was published on the 26th of last month of this year. God's will is no concern of this Congress. Top Democrat Nadler derides God. Now, my take, you know, over the years, we as a country, and I'm talking about the United States of America, have become very, how should I say, I'm going to say it the way I, I see it. We've become godless, okay? Straight up. Uh, we've become a nation of do uh, what's that saying that Aleister Crowley said? Do thou wilt, right? And he was one of these high satanic people in the satanic church. Do thou wilt? I think that was the saying, right? Well, that's the same way that the if that's the way this is that excuse me if that's the way Satanists think then where do you think we're headed towards? And I've noticed that a lot of people have become very, very selfish. It's all about the me, the I, right? People are beginning to think that they're, they can make themselves a god. And I'm talking about a lot of these celebrities who are trying to, like, they're trying to encourage people to 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 say to themselves that they themselves can become their own God. Very vain, right? There's something about God's path that I really love, and that's being very humble. That is That word hardly exists today with so many people, especially with youth in this um, everybody gets a participation trophy era, right? No more hard work, no more no more um, understanding the value of losing or being uh, uh, or failing. We have to remember that failure is a very, very keen lesson in becoming a very successful person. I'm going through it myself right now doing this podcast. I mean, I, I I don't have the followership that I want, right? But I continue to keep going and find a way that will help me be successful in this. Most of it is God's will. He will determine whether or not I will succeed in this. But I continue to do this. I continue to do it and I'm enjoying doing this because it reaching out to people to, to get more people into God's team is a great feeling. It's a very selfless thing. I don't care about how I, I, I really don't care about, um, how should I say? I don't care so much about how I feel more than 
the way I feel that I'm doing God's work, if that makes any sense. Because this is not about me. This whole podcasting was never going to be about me. It will never be about me. It's about me spreading the word of God. Because that's what was assigned to me. And I am just ex- I am just doing what I'm told. This has nothing to do with me. Yeah, it's a way that I really would want to uh, make a living doing, but but there's more importance to me doing this than me making a living. More of the importance, more of the importance is for people to open their eyes to what really the truth is. And I've said multiple times before that many of the truths that I was seeking was the wrong truth. Until that one day, that one day that made the only sense to me. The one day that I found out that children were being abused to a degree that I couldn't even fathom. Like I had no... I I had no reason to 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 get like I I couldn't I I couldn't find a reason why people would do that to children. I could not. And the only thing that equated to me was a battle between God and the devil. And that was the day that I said to myself, I need to build that relationship with God. I am going to be in God's team. Now, from that day of awakening, as far as finding the real truth, up to the day that I was, uh, I'm sorry, up to the day I was baptized last year, that was a struggle. And it still is a struggle. I continue to struggle every day, trying to to walk in the same path as God. I, I struggle. I do. But I know I know where I want to be. I'm so grateful that um, I was able to find certain people on YouTube that kind of helped me get my head out of my behind, listen to them because they know more than I do about God. And it's helped me a lot in my in my path. And every time I explain to people that I'm doing a podcast because God told me to, sometimes I get this look from from people, and they think I'm crazy. And I don't care. I really don't. I was one of those people who never cared about what people thought about me, and I learned that at a very very young age. And I'm glad I did. People who look at me like that, they need the Lord more than I do. And I'm not trying to judge, but if they have if they are baffled if they are baffled of me doing what I'm supposed to do because this was assigned to God from God to me, then they have no clue about what they are missing with with God. God is not about coming to him only when it's convenient for you. It's an everyday thing. And every day, every day, I talk to the Lord. I may not read scripture, but I talk to him as much as I can. And it's been a very, very emotional road as well. We really need to stop this looking for truth when it's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. Nobody's going to be able to fix what's, 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 what's messed up here in this earth. Nobody. No human being is going to be able to fix this. Because a human being did not create this earth. 
It is the creator himself who can fix what's going on here. Yeah, you know, sometimes I admit I get sucked into the whole political thing, listening to uh, various shows. I do. But ultimately, man, I'm telling you, God is the answer to all this. You don't have to be righteous and perfect to follow. You don't. You have to strive for it. But being that we are human, it's a difficult thing. It's a very difficult thing. But going through that path, that road, that journey... It humbles you a lot. It makes you it it makes you realize how small you are in this entire thing. You just we're just a speck. We are just a speck. And especially those who think uh they are of self-importance that they think they're so important? No. No, you're not as important as, as as you think you are. For the wrong reasons, that is. Okay? I'm not talking about when you're lending, when you're helping other people pick themselves up. That, that is an important thing. But when you think that you have all this, air quotes, power to make decisions of doing things, you're not that important. You really aren't. Maybe in this physical world, maybe y- you are of importance somewhat, I guess. I don't know. But as God's children, we're all we're all the same. We have different qualities and talents that we we possess. But God loves each and every one of us equally. And I know I veered off of this article. I know I have. And... It's sad to see that we as a society, have veered away from God so far. I mean, you have people deciding what what kind of gender they are. You know, uh, they don't believe in God, and they think... they. It's, it's a hard thing to, to even discuss for me. How do you decide what you are? I mean, I mean, there's certain things you can decide what you are, right? Like you can decide what career path to take. You can decide that. You may not necessarily reach that career path sometimes. But when it comes to gender, there are only two. Male, female, right? God created Adam and Eve. There's a reason why this is happening, right? It goes back to the whole godless thing. If you get to do, and it goes back to what I said too, do thou wilt, right? You get to do whatever you want. That's pretty much what that means. And it also comes to the self-importance too, right? Because when you implement do thou wilt within yourself, you feel that you have all, you feel, you feel important because you think you can do whatever you want. And some people in positions of so-called power do what they want. They do it. I mean, look, 
just me reading this thing, right? Nadler doing whatever he wants. And that was very clear during this whole um, witch hunt with, uh, with, with uh, Trump when he was president. These guys were making the rules as they were going. They were making the rules as they were going because they had the so-called power and they were doing that wilt. Look, the message that I'm trying to convey here from this particular article is we cannot forget we can't forget the values of this of of what this country was built on judeo-christian values which came from god right god-given rights we cannot veer off of that we need to fight for it right and when i say fight come on use your brains okay We need to stand up for these rights. We do. We don't want to get to a point where we have to physically fight for these rights because that would that would be devastating to this country. We don't need to have physical fights over over these these God-given rights. We have to use our brains. I'm hoping that it would never get to a physical thing. I really am. You know? I've heard people say, yeah, bring it on. Come on, I'm ready for this. No, nobody's ever... Nobody is ever ready for the destruction of civil war, right? Or any kind of war for that matter. Nobody is ever going to be able to be prepared for that nobody wants to lose family members nobody wants to lose kids nobody not unless you're one of these satanic people who don't care about anything but destruction these satanic people care they love the destruction of things that's all they do is destroy God is the creator. He creates. You see the opposites between the two? One is a creator. One is a destroyer. But that doesn't mean that God can destroy or can't destroy because he can and he will if he has to. Now, the only thing I can do is pray for these people. Even, you know, as much as as much as it's hard for me to even say something like this, where we have to pray for our enemies, I have to learn how to 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 have that kind of heart. I really do. But don't get me wrong. When the time comes where I need to defend myself, I will spiritually, physically, mentally, I will defend myself. But I never want to come out off the gate, you know, being in defense mode. So that's the show for today. And I really want to thank you people for lending me your ear and hopefully opening up your minds. And I really hope that some of my messages are getting to you. I, I don't know. I am not an articulate person. Sometimes I talk with emotion. Like the last, uh, the first article that I read today that I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. But I'm learning every day. I'm learning to, I'm learning where my flaws are and I'm, I'm trying my hardest to, 
to be grounded. It's important that we are grounded. And to have patience, oh, because patience is something I do not have, especially when it comes to stupidity. I have no patience at all. So I'm learning. But that's the journey that we take in, in God's path, right? We learn more about ourselves, where we can improve. Because if we don't know what our flaws are, how, how, how can we know what to improve on, right? So, I thank you again for lending me your ears. Hopefully you open up your hearts and your minds. And I will see you on the next one. Or I will talk to you on the next one, rather, because um, I can't see you guys. You can't see me. And as I sign off with every show, that being said, the bar is now closed. It's more than a passing notion I've never fallen with such devotion I can't help but wonder If it's only a dream Am I naive or can believe that things are really as they seem Can anyone explain it How to understand what's true I know I just Whenever I'm with you I can't help but wonder If you wonder about me Cause lately I can't help but wonder how wonderful this might be
Can't help but 